Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Domestic abuse is one of the biggest social issues impacting on women and children across Europe. In the UK alone, one woman in four experiences domestic abuse at some time in her life. Two women are killed every week by a current or former partner in England and Wales alone, and the police receive a domestic abuse call every 30 seconds. In this episode of Inside Crime and Investigation, we hear from Lisa King, the Director of Communications and External Relations at Refuge, to fully understand different types of domestic abuse, warning signs, and what you can do if you believe it's happening to you. Refuge is the country's largest provider of specialist support services for women and children, helping over 6,500 on any given day. Domestic abuse is not a private matter. Together, we can help end it. Refuge is a national domestic abuse charity. We run services that support women experiencing domestic violence, sexual violence, human trafficking, modern slavery, um, forced marriage and honour-based violence. And on any given day across the country, our services are supporting around 6,500 women and children and providing life-saving and life-changing support. So alongside the amazing services that Refuge runs across the country, we also undertake some really important prevention work, work that raises awareness of domestic violence, that explains that domestic abuse is a crime and that our services are available to women and that they're not alone. If women don't understand domestic abuse is something that they can access support around, they can't reach our services so this work is really, really vital and it's something that I do on a day-to-day -day basis and I'm proud to be working with Crime Investigation today to make better. I've been lucky enough to work at Refuge for 16 years and when I first joined Refuge I was staggered to hear the statistics and really very disbelieving of them to begin with. And over the years I've really understood that the, the figures that are horrific are essentially the tip of an iceberg of an epidemic which is spreading across the country and seemingly, you know, becoming perhaps no better year to year. And in the early days of working at Refuge, I had the pleasure of working with some amazing families, families who had lost loved ones to violent partners, women who had lost their lives, mothers, sisters, daughters, aunts. And I met some amazing families, one family in particular, um, who lost a, a woman by the name of Julia Pemberton. She was shot by her um, ex-husband, who just before killing her also shot their son. 
She was at home. He came to the property. She called 999 for support. The police told her they were coming to her assistance um, and gave her a period of time that they were going to come to her in. They came much later than they said. They really took away her choice to possibly escape that violent incident. Had she known that they weren't going to come as quickly as they said, she could have jumped from the window. She might still be here today, but instead she barricaded herself in a room and waited for the police. And sadly, they never came in time and she was shot. And then her ex-partner shot himself. Um, and I felt that in those early days to hear such stories of such tragic loss of life was, you know, unbelievable in a day of today's society when we can do so much and are supposed to be, you know, living in a civilised world that such travesties and injustices occurred. So for me, that was very much when my personal passion began. And over the years, I've met many, many amazing women, women like Holly and Mel, who have featured in crime investigations, footage of our work. And I've been humbled and empowered and amazed by the inspiring, courageous stories of women who have experienced horrific abuse yet are willing to share their stories in the hope that just one woman will be positively affected and will pick up the phone to reach out to refuge and access support. So I'm very lucky, I think, to do the work that I do and I feel very passionate about working towards an end to violence against women and girls in this country. Domestic abuse is a really poorly understood subject matter. Very few people recognise that it's a societal problem, not an individual problem. Very few people recognise the huge numbers of women who experience domestic abuse in this country. A staggering one in three women will experience domestic abuse. And very few people uh, are able to recognise domestic abuse and understand it. It's often misunderstood and excused by many myths. Myths, for example, that it's her fault. He wouldn't perpetrate the violence or the abuse if she didn't do it, if she didn't make him, if she didn't do something that uh, made him behave in that way. Yet the truth is no one can be responsible for another person's behaviour. That's that person's only choice. Other myths include excusing abuse because he may be drunk, saying he only does it because he's been drinking. And yet the truth is domestic abuse is perpetrated irrespective of whether somebody has uh, drunk alcohol or not. It is um, a pattern of behaviour that is systematic and purposeful and happens day in, day out, irrespective of drinking or otherwise. And the same to be said of stress. Lots of people say he only hit her or controlled her because he was stressed, he lost his job. You know, this or that, that's no reason and no excuse for perpetrating domestic abuse. And many people also say it only happens to women who um, live maybe in council estates, who come from, you know, different, you know, social backgrounds. And yet that's not true. Every woman is at risk of experiencing domestic abuse, no matter what your age, how much money you have, your religion, your culture, your job, anything. You're simply at risk because you are a woman. Understanding domestic abuse is hard because so few people can recognise the signs. And if more people were able to recognise the signs, not just women, but also, you know, their friends and family, brothers, colleagues, really everyone, if everyone could learn how to spot the signs of domestic abuse, so many more women could reach out and get support. And there are some signs of domestic abuse. Partners who are, you know, very jealous and possessive. Perhaps those who alternate their behaviour from being charming one minute to you know, very controlling the next, a kind of Jekyll and Hyde type personality. Signs could also be a woman becoming more and more isolated, perhaps no longer being able to see her close friends and family, 
someone who used to be able to pop out on a Friday night and go for a few drinks who, since starting a recent relationship, is no longer able to. Somebody who doesn't attend the clubs and the, you know, the social events that she might once have done. Or perhaps has, you know, changed her appearance, is no longer wearing what she might like to have worn, perhaps no longer wearing you know, makeup or having to style her hair differently. There are loads and loads of different signs that someone could be experiencing abuse. And with technology on the rise, you know, somebody who is constantly having to check their messages, constantly having to answer calls and explain where they are to their partner, constantly feeling worried about returning home later than they had said or feeling, you know, that they are being watched and controlled. In its most basic form, if you are changing your behaviour because you're scared of your partner's reaction, that is a sign of domestic abuse. And anyone who is experiencing any of the things that I've just mentioned, please visit our website, refuge.org.uk, and read up on what the signs of experiencing domestic abuse are. Because to understand the problem will mean that you can reach out and get support and will give concerned friends and family members loads and loads of information to help loved ones they might be feeling worried about. Domestic abuse is all about power and control, um, where one person tries to control another person and there are lots of different ways to do that. We all recognise broken bones and black eyes as the physical signs of domestic abuse, but there's also emotional control, psychological, financial, sexual, technological control. To give examples of tech abuse as a, as a growing area of control for women, Many women have unknown apps and tracking spyware put on their mobile phones these days so that their perpetrators can quickly identify where they are, perhaps even mirror the content that is showing on their phones to, to um, the perpetrator's phone. You have to think about other tech tools like Xboxes where cameras could be placed within them that could feed information to a perpetrator no longer living in the family home. Or sometimes subversive ways of tracking information by putting cameras in teddy bears that perpetrators give to children to then take back to the family home. There are many, many ways now of perpetrating tech abuse and if any woman is experiencing concerns around tech abuse, we've got some great information on our website to help identify what tech abuse is. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Is how it manifests itself and what you can do to keep yourself and your tech devices safe. So please do look at refuge.org.uk and reach out to us if you feel you are experiencing any of those forms of control.
Many women come to our services experiencing a, a different number of controlling techniques and forms of abuse, but pretty much everyone who comes to refuge has experienced economic abuse. That could mean someone, a, a perpetrator, controlling a woman's access to money, limiting what she can spend money on, uh, analysing what she spends her money on, controlling her by saying, you know, if you don't this and that, I won't let you have money to buy, you know, household products, sanitary towels, nappies, all manner of day-to-day -day kind of general goods. A perpetrator could take out debt in a woman's name and even when she may have left the partnership and, and the relationship, she may be saddled with a whole host of debt that she has never heard of. Economic abuse can also mean preventing a woman from going to work or sabotaging her chances of work or education. And it's a very sad fact that so many women these days experience financial abuse. But there's also lots of support that Refuge can give anyone with that experience. We can help you understand what financial abuse is and then work with you to overcome any concerns you may have about managing money or debt that's been put in your name and find solutions and pathways forward to overcome uh, a, a very serious problem for many women um, and we are here to provide that help. Of the women that Refuge supports day in day out, many women will explain to us that the most harmful forms of abuse are actually the emotional and psychological forms of abuse where a woman is constantly told that she's not worthwhile, that she isn't good enough, that she won't be supported if she were to leave the perpetrator, that she's insulted publicly or behind closed doors and over a period of time she will feel her sense of self and self-esteem wear down much like water dripping on a stone it will slowly erode over time and that can be very damaging and harmful and isolating for a woman. There are other forms of psychological abuse also in terms of gaslighting where a perpetrator may confuse a woman with information suggesting that you know something has changed that was her doing that information that she understood as being one thing has changed to say another that she believed she had access to support um, and then that information is changed and it's a it's a very confusing kind of distortion of someone's reality to experience gaslighting um, and something that essentially means that a woman may well blame herself and say, well, actually, that situation was my fault. I did that. I shouldn't have done that. And again, you know, blaming herself will mean that she will not reach out and access support. She will not understand that that help is available to her um, and won't have the confidence to do so because ultimately she is taking responsibility for somebody else's actions. Lots of women who access refuges support talk about experiencing emotional and psychological control. Lots of women talk about and experience gaslighting, which is a tactic and tool used by a perpetrator to distort a woman's reality by confusing a woman and things that are true and factual, changing those to make her question her own understanding of what's gone on or to make her feel like she's you know, going slightly mad and to understand that, to find her living experience very confusing and not really knowing whether, you know, something has happened or whether the perpetrator is telling the truth and him being very convincing and, and confusing. So those are very difficult situations and experiences to live with and they are scenarios that will make a woman blame herself for um, experiences and, and behaviours that actually the perpetrator has undertaken and the more self-blame someone experiences the less likely they are to reach out and access support because they believe because they are told that that behavior is down to them and their fault.
Survivors are at the centre of all decisions that Refuge makes. Our services are based on what survivors tell us they need, what they've experienced. That's why we've developed recently a, a really exciting tech abuse programme because sadly women increasingly tell us how technology is being used to control them and abuse them. And we also listen to survivors to inform some of the work that we do with the government and state agencies. We listen to the experiences of survivors, you know, how they've, the support that they've had from the police or social services or the healthcare teams. And we take that understanding back to the tables and try and positively influence policy so it reflects what is really needed and what needs to change. Some of the most important matters that women tell us that, that they'd like refuge to address is around housing, the need for permanent safe housing that they can quickly access, for government to understand the need to access specialist accommodation like refuges. We run the largest number of refuges around the country, but there aren't enough of them and there is a great demand for yet more. So we take that need and the experience of women trying to access refuges to the government and, and champion the need for more. And women have some grave concerns around accessing state benefit and with the cuts and changes to universal credit, those have thrown up huge problems for women that we're working really hard with the Department for Work and Pensions to address and bring about positive change. We support women who have no recourse to public funds, women who can't access state benefits. We recognise there is huge need for women in that situation to receive more support and we're championing those experiences and needs of women. So there is much, much work that Refuge is doing to understand what women need, the difficulties that they face and the challenges and to bring about positive change. And we are lucky enough to sit at some of the top tables of, of government committees and the police and the criminal justice system to bring about that change. And we work really hard to ensure survivors' voices are both listened to and heard. If anyone's experiencing domestic abuse, please don't feel alone. Please reach out and access support. We have a national domestic violence helpline that Refuge runs every hour of every day. It's run by experts who are trained to provide non-judgmental, confidential support. The number is 0808 2000 247. And if you'd like to find information on the website, please visit nationaldahelpline.org.uk. And there's a form on there that you can fill in and submit to us and we'll call you back or make contact with you at a time and at a place that is safe for you. So please get in touch. We are there to support you. And if you'd like general information on refuge, please visit refuge.org.uk. No matter what form of domestic abuse you might be experiencing, Refuge is here to support you. Look on refuge.org.uk to find out more about our work. We're here to support you, night and day. Please don't feel alone. A massive thank you to Lisa King, the Director of Communications and External Relations at Refuge, for her invaluable knowledge and helping to educate on the different types of domestic abuse, how to spot it in your own or other people's relationships, and where to turn if you need help or advice. In England and Wales alone, two women die at the hands of an ex or current partner every single week. This is unacceptable. To end abuse against women, we need to be here for her when no one else will. Here for her when she wants to talk. Here for her to find the courage to leave. And here for her children. Because, like the two women killed every week, she cannot be. 
Just £10 can give a woman escaping a violent partner everything she needs for her first night in emergency refuge accommodation. Text 10 to 70490 to donate £10 and show you are here for her. For more information and to support women and children escaping domestic abuse, head to crimeandinvestigation.co.uk forward slash here for her. Or call Refuge's expert free phone 24-hour National Domestic Abuse Helpline team on 0808 2000 247. Show your support by contacting us on social media at Crime and Investigation and using the hashtag here for her. We're here for her. You can be too. This episode of Inside Crime and Investigation was hosted, produced and edited by me, Chloe Frost. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.